better than ever. Back by popular demand, Coach Flanagan. We're back in the lounge, man. It's been a long, yeah. it's been a while. It has been a long while. Has long anything while. happened since we've touched base and spoke to the well, people late? You know, sometimes you get done with football in early November. This year, we rolled into almost Christmas. Uh, fortunate to play in the semifinals, and uh, one game short of the show, and so by the, the show meaning the. The state championship. State obviously. championship. Well, I mean, for, right. our, for our friends that aren't in Texas, they may not know what you're talking about. No, it's a big deal. We we think it is here. So, uh, so I bet kinda, some of the guys like, that some of the I'm sorry, sorry, but I think some of the guys that we're gonna be talking to, they might. I think it's such a big deal. Well, yeah. When I talk about state championships, we're fixing to talk about national championships. So, uh, kind of a different level. I'm I am certainly humbled here for sure. I see so. what you did there. And also, I'm going to ask him, don't tell him, but I'm going to ask him if, if there's anything, if he's got any championship belts or something, you know, because, you know, if they're a national champion, you should get you a championship belt. But, uh, and, and thank you. I know you said you wanted to go ahead and start season two. It's been people have been asking nonstop, when's it coming back? When's it coming back? When's it coming back? And, uh, you know, it just, things had to line up. And I'm, thank you for finally getting me off the couch because I've been Twitter trolling nonstop people about COVID and vaccines and, all kinds of stuff and both sides, both sides of it. So I, I needed a good break, healthy break. So thank you for getting me out of my funk and my Twitter trolling stuff. So uh, I tell you what, how about we do this? Coach, can you break down and tell the people who we got with us tonight? Because this is not, this isn't just anybody. This, I mean, looking at my man here, I'm already insecure as it is. Dude's tricked out. If they could just see this picture, I mean, but who are we talking to tonight? Welcome to the Coach's Lounge Podcast, dedicated to the experiences from the real coaches' offices around the country. These are the great stories we love to share and hear from the gridiron, court, and fields across America. Now, join coaches Kevin Flanagan and Matt Marshall as they open the lounge now. We have got Jason Negro from St. John Bosco High School in California. And uh, you're right. We're talking about semifinals, state championship. And I'm looking at two banners. Two. Not two. one. 2013-2019 national champions football. National. Kind of a big deal. I mean, you know, I mean, national that's, champions. That's, I mean, it, it's almost as big as the nation. So that's <laughs> a lot of football. And dude is rocking not one those banneros behind him over there at St. John Bosco. And then he's got these guys that you see like on Instagram and Twitter, the little mannequins, you know, sporting their 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 swag. Coach Negro. Backdrop. The backdrop's awesome, man. It's sick. It's, it's stupid and it's amazing. And I am so insecure right now. It's it's stupid. But Coach Negro, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate having you. I mean, you know, you guys always talk in Texas about having big stadiums and, and all this kind of big bands and all this. Well, we have big backdrops here in California. So <laughs> I got to I gotta somehow try to compete with you dudes in Texas. Okay. Well, I, really have, quick. I have serious backdrop envy right now. So it's huge, huge. And, and I'm really want to know, what do I need to get one of those sweet lids you're rocking there? Because I, I've got to get my hands on one of those. That is well, when, when we're done with this, you say, you guys send me your, uh, you guys send me your address and, and I'll get my assistant on it and send you Ooh, guys. I guess we'll uh, love to have, love to have, uh, uh, awesome. you know, Bosco stuff being represented in, in the big state there. I'm Heck easy yeah. too. I am not expensive. I'm cheap. You send it and I will sport it and I'll, yeah. I'll rep it like it's my own. Uh, well, then consider it done. So just you know, send me the address when we're done with this and, I, and I'll make sure I hook you guys up. That, that's awesome of you, man. Thank you. So now here, I'm going to jump, right, jump into something because we're dudes, we're coaches. We were talking before this about it's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Johnny's and the Joe's and what we talk about in the office and oh, that story. I'm getting joined by this story. Oh, that reminds me of this story. But I'm really, really interested to hear – you know, California, Texas, California, Texas, 
I'm, I want to see y'all duke this out here a little bit, a little verbal coaching, sparring, measuring contest. And I'm just wondering, I want, I want the people to hear what, uh, you know, mine's bigger. No, mine's bigger. I want to hear what that sounds like, because <laughs> this is exactly, if I had to take a picture of it, I wish I was saying the truth. It's not, but it sounds great. Like I want Flanagan. You just have to understand he tortures all of us coaches on a daily basis. I really want you to make him feel minuscule. If you could, please. Coach. Well, if those banners haven't already started before we start, because I know it's 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 fixing to take off. So we've also got Patrick Walsh is on board. And uh, I know where you're going with this before we even do it, because Patrick is I mean, these two big time, big time dudes right here. Uh, Patrick had a, a great season. Uh, the first time I met him was the week that uh, we were going to the semifinals and he was fixing to play in the state championship. And uh, the, these dudes are different level. And so, and I know where you're going because you have hair envy every week. And so Patrick jumps on and you're, it's straight up. Look at I that. I love it. Look Perfect at timing. that. Perfect Flowing timing. locks. <laughs> Flowing locks of this guy. And listen, oh. hey, we're talking about backdrops. Look yeah, at the backdrop I mean, behind my man here, sporting Braveheart and Joker. I mean, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. I'm so insecure. Well, you know, Brady played at Sarah High School. Brady, is that is that a person? Yeah, the person behind your right <laughs> ear. Oh, Tom Brady. Probably, yes. I, I, hear, I hear he's a thing. Kind of. Is that right? I did not he know played he there, played huh? there. He's a Sarah Padre. He actually, he hired me to be the head coach at Sarah in 2001. He was on the interview committee. Really? Yeah. So that was fun. I walked in, I saw the priest, I saw the AD, I saw another AD and I saw Brady and I go, oh shoot, I better win that one. That's the one I got to win. Does that, that sounds kind of apropos though. Like that's what you would hear. Like when he was in and, and, you know, playing for the Patriots, you hear those, you just Boston accents. There's Jesus. There's Father Bob and there's Tom Brady. Like that's <laughs> that's it right there. You know, I mean, there, there's like candles of those three and all like you know the Bostonians. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I hear you. He's a he, uh, Story just real quick on that. He right right before he was leaving, as he looked at me, he was in. It, this was pre Tom Brady, so he looked at me and he said, uh, "Now all I need is Drew Bledsoe to get hurt." No, like, he straight, did not. Like straight faced. I'm like, <laughs> it was that weird human moment. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I just need my chance. And um, I'm watching this snow game, the tuck rule game. And it happens. And I turn to my wife and I go, and this was all happening through the playoffs. I'm like, what the hell? And I turn to my wife and I go, oh, my God. He called this. Yeah. It was insane. Anyway, wow. Sorry, I come on late. That's I don't want to. I don't want to. No, take dude. I, you I just think, came bringing the heat. Oh, bringing the heat. Well, he jumps in with a Bledsoe and a Tom just, Brady story. Tom Brady oh, predicting the future to his face. He, <laughs> he called his shot. He did. It was That's Babe Ruth stuff. And I didn't think about it till the, the whole snow thing. And I don't know. It was pretty bizarre. But I, I think I think we were talking about Texas versus California football before I. Rudely interrupted this whole thing. No, right? I don't even remember because my mind's so blown right now. Well, we can come back to all that stuff. But yeah, I, no, dude. Okay. Oh, yeah. Y'all were about to bust out the measuring tape and talk about who's got the bigger the bigger uh, unit on the field. Their guys, they're for the guys on the line and their teams and stuff. Those units, the who's got the who's got best football? I mean, you guys, coaches. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell yeah. you this. Tell gonna, me. Let me jump in. Let me jump in because I'm, ah. I'm speaking for Coach Negro here. Um. Down in Southern California, like we play Northern California football, do a great job. Love it. SoCal football, different animal. We got ranked 10th in the state of California this year behind nine Southern California teams. It is a different world. It is a different animal. It's a different beast. I mean, the way Coach Negro runs his program is top notch. I mean, obviously, we played modern day, and those two kind of trade off on, you know, one in the country, two in the country, one in SoCal, two in SoCal. And I've been able to see that up close now. And it is, I mean, for the first time in my life, I was like, I don't know how we're going to get a yard on these guys. Like a yard, and Jason knows it was a good team. And I yeah. and I and Jason, when I talked to him, was like, "This isn't even their best defense they've ever had." Right. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it's a frightening man. So, you know, I work with Westlake High School, and I've talked to Coach Dodge, and you know, uh, Jack Rose, a good buddy of mine. On the on the, he helps me with some some stuff we do over there. And um, 
it's just a different world. You know, you saw what happened with uh, modern day and Duncanville, you know, it's just, you know, it was like 40 points at halftime and Duncanville ain't no slouch. I know that wasn't their best team, but I don't know, man. It's just, you know, the entire secondary is going to the SEC, their free safety, who I thought was their best player. He's undersized. He's going to San Diego State. You know, that nose guard they have, Jason, I, he, I think he's going to play next year for the Jaguars, the Niners, or the Raiders. Right. These are, all modern day, are these all modern day guys? These are all modern day guys. I, I got intimately familiar with them uh, just because we had to play them. But by, by, by intimately mean them picking you up off the ground over and over? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was it was a public humiliation. But the crazy thing about that is, you know, you talk about this team and they've had some pretty you know impressive players. You know, JT Daniels was a quarterback uh, that's at Georgia and, and Bryce Young was our quarterback, obviously, you know, Matt Liner. They, they've done a phenomenal job over there at modern day. But, we, you know, me and Patrick's talking about, you know, this game that he had to play and he's preparing and he's going through this and that. And I'm like, okay, Patrick, you know, how about this? Over the last seven years, I've had to play him twice in a row, in, in, in a season. So, you know, we play him in league because they're in our conference and they got to turn around, you know, and play him, you know, in the, in the championship game if we're fortunate enough to get there. And I, it's, man, it's, it's really, really challenging to do. And, you know, and then every competition that we have out here with seven on seven is big in Texas. Obviously, it's big here in California as well in the summer. And it never fails. We get to the finals of the seven on seven tournament. And God, who is it? Those freaking monarchs, you know, walking across the field. And we got to play those guys again. So uh, it's awesome. But I mean, I think a true measure of a champion is, you know, how you stack up against the best. Um, it's one of the reasons why, you know, we've been successful here is because modern days, you know, provided that necessary evil to allow us to get there. Uh, and Patrick's had to do that up north with De La Salle, you know, arguably the greatest high school in the country with the 151 game winning streak who beat modern day in some really challenging, uh, you know, games uh, through the mid nineties. Yeah. Bob Lattice, the man, you know, so, you know, he's had to deal with, you know, the De La Salle's, you know, up there in the North and they've kind of dominated this state for many, many years. Um, but it's because of the the, the influx of, of talent that we have here in the greater Southern California area. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, just in our section alone, we have 401, you know, high schools that play 11 to man football. Um, and you're talking about maybe a radius of about 70, 80 miles, you know, that's all kind of in there, all packed on top of each other. But um, I appreciate the, the positive comments coming from you, Patrick, and the, and the, and, so here, here's the deal. I'm just going to come out Enjoy and say it. it now. No, listen, here's the deal. Modern day Bosco now Servite with Troy Thomas, you know, Rancho Santa, Santa Margarita with Ruse and this whole Trinity league, you know, you got Jay Sarah Catholic. They're ranked in the top 10. They're like four and six. Cause they got to play these guys. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. I would put any of those teams up against anybody in the country. Okay. I would put them Absolutely. up against anybody in Texas, particularly those top three that I mentioned, and I believe they would win by multiple touchdowns. Okay, Coach Walt. Now we're getting to brass tags. Y'all were talking and playing way too nice, and, right. and it, it was like it was like the make out before you get to the <laughs> deed. Y'all were making out. Now let's just go straight to it. You're right. you're throwing a hammer and saying screw Texas. Cal Cali's where it's at. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I mean this. I mean this with all due respect because, like. You know, for the most part, public school football dominates Texas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Private school football dominates California. So it's two different worlds. The major difference is, and, and this is some of the reasons I've heard why, why Texas teams don't want to play California teams, is at Sarah High School, we have no borders. If a kid from San Francisco, which is 30 miles away, wants to play for the Padres, no problem. If a kid from Hayward wants to drive over the bay and play, great. Kid from San Jose, 30 miles away, wants to come in and play, great. Over 21 years, we've we've done a good job of, you know, building a faith-based program and uh, places where people want to be. And if they want to come here and they have the grades and they're good kids, we don't say no. And I and Jason's the same way. And 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 down there, it's real competitive for kids. And that's where the really the rubber meets the road. And we have that problem in our state. Like, realistically, we should split publics and privates in California. We should never play each other. I don't know if you agree with that, Jason, but the, the difference is uh, we just have different. It's not apples to apples. And it's not even apples to apples when Sarah plays modern day because they do it even bigger. So that's what I'm saying. I think. 
I think the reason we don't want to play, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is, isn't she from California? <laughs> I mean, it's a bigger deal to us. We, there, there are some other issues there. I mean, it, <laughs> well, let me ask you this COVID over there. It's terrible. Yeah, exactly. Well, we just roll with it. It's, it makes okay. you tough. That's what we I do. Am. We do mat drills and COVID. That's what we do here. <laughs> um, have either of you guys ever coached a football game in shorts? Uh, every Friday night. We would kick the ever living crap out of you. You can't wear shorts during a Friday night game. Well, you know, you know, I, I, you know, we're we're actually. I got to be cautious with this the direction of this call because you we're definitely actually, do not, sir. No, we, 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 we're coming out in August in 2020, and we're going to play in Texas. So we have. Who are you playing? I can't wait, wait, tell you. Wait, you say you can't said August, tell. August of 2020, huh? 2022. Yeah, we're all trapped in that 2020. <laughs> right. So, so I to, I'm going to be, I'm going to tread real lightly, Kevin and Matt, when you guys are, you know, want to kind of try to bait me into getting these guys pissed off. Okay. Uh, so not, we, not, not, wait, no, all coming from, from Patrick. I got, I, Bos- I got Bosco minus 21. Yeah. I would. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Well, I, I would not try to bait you, Jason. It wouldn't happen. So when right. you do show up in the San Antonio area, let me know though, because I've got, <laughs> A bunch of restaurants to recommend. Just, you know, let me know. Um, But, plan. I got to be honest with you. I'm a little disappointed. They just said that you were going to just get it and like it and take it with no Vaseline. And you haven't even, like, fought back. Well, I'm out, man. He knows we're right. He knows we're right. I'm out, man. And he said they're going to like it. They got two coaches here, and I got – it's me and you. And so, I mean, it's – Oh, it's my fault. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's I'm I'm on an island right here. I'm by I, I will I will say this. So like, PCD. you know, everything, you know, the whole thing is everything's bigger in Texas, this and that. And, you know, we're, we're just little St. John Bosco here. And you know, I think the team that we're playing has an enrollment of like nine thousand and, and we have an enrollment of seven hundred and seventy four kids. Is that uh, north? North is that North Austin or South? <laughs> Good try. So, you know, so I'm sitting there narrowing going, it down now to who. So, that would be. so back in back in 2018, you know, we 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 have an on campus. We have 36 acres campus here, which is fairly large for a school in this area of, of yeah. LA. The the, the 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 actual property, uh, it, you know, value is probably in the billions um, of this where we're at. But 37 acres of of, of land. We have an on-campus stadium. We're the only school in our conference that has its own on-campus stadium where we play Beautiful. games on campus. The other guys cool. have to play junior colleges uh, because, you know, they're just smaller environments. You know, but uh, I think it was like in 2020 during the whole COVID stuff, we, I was doing some, you know, kind of some episodes of history of St. John Bosco. And I kind of did a little thing on our stadium and we posted something on Twitter about our stadium. Super proud, right? We built this thing in 2018. It seats about you know, 6,200, you know, people, and you're going to laugh, 6,200 people, and we pack it and get all these people, we're all excited, oh, this is a big venue, this and that, and I post it, and then all of a sudden, I get these, you know, you start seeing some of the responses, and these Texas guys are putting all these pictures in of all these cathedrals at which you built, and they said, oh, coach, that's a real cute stadium, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, just crushed my dreams, I absolutely crushed me, I felt so bad, I'm going home, and you know, trying to right. just pick my spirits up, and I, I walk out to my poor little baby out there, and I'm like, man, this place is still awesome. Okay, so, I, I love yeah. how he just he just he's got the two national championship banners and and all this stuff, and then he's yeah. trying to make himself the victim of poor. Right. Texas so, yeah. it's such a small little spot. I mean, oh, Brian, Brian, heart. Panish, Brian Panish Stadium is absolutely gorgeous. The palm trees, it's magical. We actually practiced there before our state championship game. It was awesome. Um, but I will say this, if I'm going to throw anything at Texas, nobody does high school football better than the state of Texas. Right. No chance. I mean, the band, the crowds, the stadium, all the on-campus guys, you know, everything that you guys do for the kids. I mean, Texas, the state of Texas has got high school football, right? You're, you guys just celebrated your hundredth year of the Texas Mm -hmm. high school coaches association. I mean, you guys have knocked it out of the park. We're not even close to right, Texas right. when it comes to the organization and the, I mean, people are going skiing, they're going surfing, they're going to the Niner game. No one even really cares. I mean, when I walk around town, I don't even know I exist. Right. You walk around with Todd Dodge in San Antonio. It's like walk around Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so it's well, like, and, and that's a thing. That's a thing um, for us. And Patrick's hits the nail on the head. I mean, the number one primary reason why that we want to go and play in Texas 
is because as an educator and a coach, and you guys know this, you want to, you get into this business because you want to provide, you know, opportunities and experience for young people, you know, and, and Patrick says it, it's like, we want to go to the Mecca of high school football and experience it. We want to go into a big stadium with a big crowd and a big band and see what it's really like. And, you know, again, you know, win or lose. I mean, obviously we're going there to win a game, but at the end of the day, we're going to win because we're going to walk out of there with an experience that kids from Southern California never got to, um, you know, be a part of before. And so, um, I'm just lucky enough to be at a school that has a platform that's going to allow us to go into that great state and let us go and, and duke it out with one of the top teams there. And it's going to be awesome. And I, I'm really, really excited just to be able to um, throw our hat into the arena and go check it out. And hopefully it's down the road. You know, maybe they'll come out here and see a little bit about what we do here in California, which is different. Um, but maybe it's going to also encourage our state association and our people here to let's elevate our game, you know, here in California. And let's yeah. try to get our coaches to do what the Texas coaches are doing and, and coming together um, as a group and as an association that is as strong as it is. And it's because it's very impressive from our 100%. Let me the ask you if I if I'm if I'm interpreting this right, then. So you're saying the talent there is better, but the yeah. coaching in Texas is better. Is that what you're inferring? No, not saying that. <laughs> oh, oh no. OK. I, I'm no, no, no. To, I told you I'm All very right. slow. So this, this podcast is a wrap. Let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm saying that you guys get more fans at your games and bigger stadiums. That's all we're saying. I'm completely, everybody <laughs> but, knows that knows me that I'm the example that California coaches are just fine. We're okay. Me. We do yeah. the best we can. But, he would trade but, me for either one of y'all 10 times over. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so when I watch the, we, I got the TV and then all the Southern California games come up here for some reason. And when they did the lit, so it was, it was actually the, I actually watched the serve, um, Servite Bosco game. No, it was Servite Bosco or Servite. I think it was Servite Bosco. 50 kids at division one offers on combined. I mean, look, I've always said, if you care and I care and you pray and we pray and you work hard and we work hard, but their guys are six, four, two fifty, And my guys are five, six, two, you know, 200. I mean, at some point, this is a game of physics. And when I see what those guys have on their rosters, I mean, it's unbelievable. So I, I'll be- let me ask, let me ask you this. Why is it then if, and this is, this is not political or anything other than just, just facts. It's the cost of living's way, way less in Texas. Yeah. You don't have to pay these exorbitant fees for private school in California. Right. You could get a lot more for your money here. The football environment is huge in Texas. Why are they not here? And why are they there with you guys? so jam packed when they could be bigger fish in a smaller pond, but they're big, tremendous, huge fish in an even smaller pond with bigger, bigger, bigger fish. How, why, sure. what's the appeal then? Isn't half of California moving to Texas anyway? No, right. they, the first half already did. They, they're, they're trying to stop the other half. <laughs> I'll let Jason answer that. When, when you, when you think about it, long. you know, I, I, and, and Patrick knows the numbers a little bit better than me because we had to really fight hard to play. And Patrick led a movement here um, in California, the Let Them Play movement. I mean, he spearheaded this thing because we didn't get to play in, in the fall of 2020. I mean, you know, you guys are kicking off and not even really altering your season at all in fall of 2020. And literally, we're sitting at home in pods of 10. You know, it, just, it was the most insane, insane insanity I've ever been a part of. Just understanding why in some areas of the country, we're all in the United States, but yet all this stuff's going on. And I'm looking at this thing going, what the heck, you know, are, are we doing in, in the meantime, you know, you got to remember there is what 10 million people in, in the Southern California, like 10 million kind of in Los Angeles County, Orange County area where we're at. And there's what 30, 40 million in the state, Pat. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you look at that concentrated number of people in this little area where we're at, you know, there's just a lot of big human beings. There's a lot of athletic human beings um, and there's a lot of talented people. And L.A. attracts a lot of people as well. So like Sierra Canyon is a basketball school right up the road. They've got like Dwayne Wade's kid, LeBron James kid. You know, they got all these NBA kids that they're all on this one Sierra Canyon team you know, that's, that's right. You know, 25 miles up the road from us. So it's, I think it's the concentration of people. It's the yeah. volume, you know, in the, in the, you know, you guys are more spread out in Texas. I know your Metroplexes are a little tighter, but do we're on top of each other. When you go in a, 
in a 10 mile radius. And you probably have a hundred division one football players playing at high schools right around my area of where I'm at, just in my school alone. I'm talking 10 miles, you know, so it's just concentrated. You just got, you know, people on top of people, um, you know, and it's, it's not like what you see in China where it's just like just may- mayhem, but yet it is a more condensed area and there's just a lot of talent here, um, you know, and then, what happens is, is they kind of gravitate toward those destinational schools that are going to give them opportunities to go and play in Texas. And, you know, I have a school that says, basically, we want to be a national brand, do what you need to do within the legal manners of the association and go do it. And I basically, I create my own schedule. I do whatever I want. I get any uniforms, fundraise the heck out of what we're doing. Um, and we go out and, and, and try to try to do that. Kids love that. Kids want to be a part of it. Yeah. Kids come and flock to us to have that chance. I mean, we're going to keep doing it as long as we can. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of call that like the Oregon effect, right? That was when they started having a different jersey for every day. Then all the kids wanted to start going there, like, you know, mid-2000s or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so enough of all the nonsense. There's got to be a lot of uh, – I didn't mean nonsense, but there's a lot of – got <laughs> competitive jobs here. And like you, I would imagine it's not like a public – public school teaching scale as far as pay wise. So there's contracts and negotiations. I'm sure if, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm assuming a lot here and I, I realize that, but so then these jobs are even that much more competitive on top of that. So yeah. who's the better coach out of you two? Oh, Negro for sure. Is he the better coach or is he the, does he have the better teams? Well, he has well, the better Walsh is, well, is a better coach. I, I I'm really good at people management and, and and stuff like these that. guys so, are playing too you, nice. Let me let me ask you this, because this is something that happens from time to time. Uh, I mean, good coaches are hard to find, and right. I mean, I obviously I got Matt, so you know I'm still Proof. looking. But um, you know, you sometimes get stuck with what you get. But uh, have you ever, uh, either of you guys ever uh, had to go steal one of the other guys? Uh, employees or yeah, anything like that? Ask, Does that ever happen? Um, yeah, really funny you ask. I'd like to tell <laughs> oh, that. So, is that really a thing, Coach Flam? Uh, looks I, like I, listen, like start- listen, I just tell the truth on this on this this podcast, this Zoom cast. It's, please like, please do. do there, are two, they, there are two sides to every story. Patrick, this is, this is the side. I'm ready to hear yours, Coach Negro, but, uh, man, Patrick's face, uh, clearly nobody can see it. But it just, I mean, he's a good looking man. I appreciate his, that. His face just went from normal to red <laughs> quick. And his hair that was a perfectly made quaff yeah. Yeah. is now disheveled. Yeah. And he's getting yeah. flustered here. All right. So 2017, <laughs> 2017, we win the first state championship in the history of Sarah High School. Okay? I can't believe it's actually staying like that. That's what you mean. Oh, it's unbelievable. This thing, this is my only physical gift I have to offer to the world. <laughs> if you saw the rest of me, I'm five six. I, I gotta lose some weight. I mean, I'm, I'm Irish. I got a lot of problems. I with you. In fact, your my back looks like your head. That's what's the scary part. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You're like my brother. My my brother is bald, and we got all this. But anyway. Yeah. So it's 2017. Sorry. It's a brilliant year. We win the state championship. And uh, we were a juggernaut on offense. We had great talent. And Coach Stephen Lowe, who may or may not be known by Jason at this point, uh, is my offensive coordinator. Now, I, there's multiple sides of the story, but I will say around, you know, January, Coach uh, Lowe comes up to me and says, I'm interviewing for a job at St. John Bosco. I go, oh, really? And he goes, it's likely that I'm going to take it. I'm like, oh, really? So that means you've been talking about this. Not this isn't your first interview. Like you've been cheating on me since like December, right? Can you just tell me in December, like after the state championship game, when did you start cheating on me? I need to know. And then I yelled at Coach Lowe. I said, "Look, you're you're the dumbest guy on the planet. Not because you're going to go coach the number one school in the nation and coach DJ Unkalalela and you know have all these national championships and all this stuff." But if you included me in the beginning, I probably would have got you more money. That's why you're done. <laughs> so then I call Coach Negro. I go, listen, you know, we don't know each other very well. I'm going to be honest with you. But, bro, could you have called me and at least told me that you wanted to recruit this guy? And then we all could have worked together and given the best life possible. Because I will tell you, living in the San Francisco Bay Area is a total shit show. That's what I, I heard. Say that. Yeah. I say that because... 
$500,000 doesn't even get you a bathroom here. And Coach Lowe wants to start a family. And, you know, there's then when Coach is talking about, you know, all these people living on top of each other, like if you live in Newport Beach or Corona Del Mar and you're up against the water there, you're spending a ton of money. Anything up here on the peninsula from San Francisco to San Jose is way overpriced. It's unbelievable. You know, I mean, if you guys saw where I lived and the cost of this house, you'd be like, what? So anytime you go east away from the ocean, prices start to drop. There's more inventory down in L.A. There's 20 million people or some 30. Right. We have 10 up here. But, in, you know, from from L.A. to San Diego, that's where all the population is. There's a lot of inventory. So Coach Lowe. You know, he wants to start a family. There's no chance he can buy anything up here. And it was the right decision. But, a, you know, a, a courtesy phone call would have been nice. I'm just saying. Right. No, so. Okay. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. No. So, so, so Coach Walsh is, is 100% right. And I, you know, to this day, so this was back in 17, you know, I've had to hire some coaches prior to that. And uh, it was a lesson. It was a valuable lesson. You know, honestly, I've had very little turnover in my program. Um, you know, I've never had to get a replace a coordinator. And, and this was my first coordinator I've had to replace uh, in 20 years of, as a head coach. So, you know, it's a little new for me, new environment, not making excuses, right. but um, just, just to talk about, um, you know, this particular coach and the relationship and how much I value Patrick was, uh, you know, so what happened was it was Christmas time. We just gotten beat in the finals in, in 2017, Patrick celebrating with champagne you know, winning it. And I'm feeling a little down, you know, I mean, I lost our state title and Patrick went, we're in different divisions. So, you know, he wins his and I'm a little sad. So my D coordinator comes up to me and he says, Hey man, he goes, I'm really good friend. We're looking for a coordinator and I'm not going to post this because I'm going to get like 9,000, you know, job applicants or, you know, for this, my office coordinator got a head job at a high school. So he moved on. So I had this void in, in my program. I'm like, what am I going to do this and that? And my D coordinator comes up to me and he says, Hey, he goes, I got a buddy of mine that's a defense coordinator up at Sarah. And he says his the offensive coordinator might, you know, he's trying to start the family and might want to potentially move down and and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'll meet him. You know, and I didn't know Patrick at all. I just I knew Sarah and I knew this and that. I'm like, all right, what whatever. What am I gonna hurt this guy's feelings? Yeah, whatever. He's a NorCal pussy. Right, I, I'm never you were different divisions. He's never gonna be able to scheme against me. I'm like, I don't know, just he's just I don't know, Patrick Wall, whatever. So the guy comes down, right? And this is the funniest story ever. So I'm sitting in my office, it's Christmas break, and we're pretty specific. And I got the number one quarterback in the country coming back to be a senior, you know, this DJ kid. Actually, you know, he's going to be a junior. So he was a sophomore in 17, going to be a junior. So I have to bring in my coordinator. Lieben was really good. I had to bring this guy in. And so, you know, you have a particular vision of somebody who's going to walk into your office and like going to really wow you to be that guy that's like, oh my gosh, this dude is going to just kill it. And I knew this had to be a dynamic guy that's going to stand on the board, chalk it up, be really impressive and this and that. I have no idea. I've never researched this. You know, he's down here because him and his wife are going to Disneyland. So that's the only reason why I'm, I'm going to like, it's Christmas break. I'm in the office. Yeah, come down. I'll meet the guy. I don't even know. Didn't do one bit of research. I just knew he was from Sarah. So he, uh, my office, you saw my office doors earlier. So the guy, I see the shadow coming and walking into my office and I kind of look around my computer and I see him and it's this chunky, short dude wearing like a Hawaiian shirt with bad sandals and like flip flops and sh ripped shorts. And, and he was and he's a, a Chinese dude, you know? And I'm like, he's like a little norm, like a little norm chow. I'm like, this, this guy's not screaming off as a coordinator. There's no way. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm good. I'm not going to hurt Coach Walsh's feelings because I ain't you. this guy. He's not going to make it past the eyeball test, you know, <laughs> being a Southern California coach in the Trinity League. And, man, I tell you what. So dig me. So dig me. Right, right. And so the dude, the dude sits down, and I'm like, hey, man, so tell me about yourself. We're talking. I will say this. Here's where we get serious. In five minutes, the guy is just – a rock star. And I'm sitting there going, man, this guy is flipping amazing. Uh, get him on the board, which I hadn't planned on doing. The dude just crushed it, knocked it out of the park. And then, so we walked downstairs and I'm walking him out to his car. And I say, listen, man, I go, I, I dude, I don't know what you get paid. I know they make zillions of dollars up in Silicon Valley up where Yeah, the Apple guys. Right. right. <laughs> so I'm like, you guys will listen. I'm just trying to you know, kind of better my life a little bit. I, I, I can't do it. I'm driving two hours to school, two hours from school. I'm working every job and under the sun, you know, so I could try to make a means to an end here. 
And so we started talking and, and like Patrick said, I ended up hiring the guy, uh, but I, but I did not do my justice as a coach. You know, we all are in this together. We have a fraternity. Um, it's a special group of guys. And, you know, and, and I later talked to Patrick, apologized to him, um, you know, and we mended things and now we're become actually really good friends as a result of it. So yep. although it happened and I'm not happy about it, but I am happy because it uh, sparked a really good friendship and, 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 I, I'm happy for that. and and Bosco could offer things that Sarah High School could never offer. So it was it's a win win for the for for everyone. And now Coach and I were doing business together. Like this is you know we're good. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm pretty disappointed in how this turned out. I mean, I was really <laughs> wanting some gym. Why are we on this call together? We wouldn't I get Jerry Springer stuff. I thought I really it's... wanted this to be like a little bit more hostile. Like, yeah, he stole my good, <laughs> my guy and coach. They to go, you know, I really could not have cared less about this dude. And I don't feel bad about it. Right. And I wanted, you know, Patrick didn't have like some vendetta. And he wanted to get at him. And it's like, so I'm, I've been looking for this to talk to you about this. And it's the, there's no juice here, man. We're California, nice. we're California softies. We're at Catholic school. We forgive. I mean, Jesus was like, love thy neighbor. I mean, come on. What do you think? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. to figure out your staff, man. I, you know, you described uh, coach Lowe. Is that right? Yeah. Steve yeah. Lowe. So you, yep. you described coach Lowe. And so the first time I meet uh, Patrick is at the AFCA in person. And so I'm, we're sitting there having this conversation and, you know, he described himself. He said, five, six, you're, you're five, seven, at least. <laughs> and if I were maybe boot. need to lose a little weight, but it's all good though. I mean, who yeah, doesn't? That's true. And but I mean, you know, got like a top on and khaki pants or something looks good and stuff. And I'm in a conversation. We've been talking a while, and for some reason, I glance down, and then he becomes the man at that point because I look down, he's got flip flops on, and I'm like, my man, I measure <laughs> success by the <laughs> amount of days I wear flip-flops or I'm barefooted. And so, yes, that's I when can, we bonded. That's when yeah, coach and I hundred like, percent, man. I feel I like you this two guys. Guy. Yeah. I feel like you two guys are like, if, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like Kenny Chesney and Mike Leach had a baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I had a coach in my office, uh, yesterday from Washington state. We got two kids committing to Washington state. Nice. And uh, we started, and he worked with Leach. And so he talked about Leach going to an interview. It was a great story. He was talking about Leach and how cheap he is. He said he doesn't spend any of his money. And he said, so when he, when he got fired or left a job where they, you know, at that level, they buy a car for your wife and for you and all that stuff. Well, whenever he resigned, got let go, whatever it was, maybe Texas Tech, I don't know. But he didn't have a car allowance anymore. So he was not going to go spend money on a car. So he bought a bike and he said, I'm serious. This is Mike Leach. He's riding a bicycle to the grocery store to pick up groceries. That's who he is. And so he goes for this interview and he said, he still doesn't have a car. <laughs> so he gets a bike and goes to the interview in a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. And he gets there and he's sweating and the AD looks at him and goes, well, as advertised, that's who you get right there. <laughs> he's staying true. My man, yes, love it. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so everything's great with you guys then, huh? So, great. but it, you guys, I would imagine with the situation y'all are in, there is there, I don't even know which way to think. Is there a pretty high turnover as far as maybe not you per se, but in general, it's probably a pretty sought after job. So, it's, it, you would have to produce it because you're pretty dispensable if not. Right. So, cause there's probably a, 10 guys in line, like you said, waiting for, for to take your spot. So, right. I mean, does that, does that, does that make, I mean, that was that, I think I would crack under that, just that pressure and knowing I'd win or go home for good. That that's a tough thing. For, I would, I, I'm, I'm getting nervous thinking about it. Right. Our, our league here at the Trinity league is a little bit like, you know, the collegiate level in terms of, you know, the pressure that's beyond, you know, that's on you uh, to win and win now, you know, uh, Bruce Rollinson has been at modern day for like 30 years. I've been at Bosco for now 12 going on 13. Um, and I think the next most tenured coach has been in the league for two, you know? So, I mean, I've outlasted, I remember when I got the job 12 years ago thinking, my gosh, you know, could I just, you know, can I survive two, three, four years in this league? You know, they wanted me to sign a five-year contract when I got the job. And I said, well, why don't you give me three? Cause you know, I really didn't have the confidence that we were going to be able to compete uh, in this thing. And I had seen the turnover and these guys just getting, you know, ran out of town and um, you know, it, 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 it there's a lot of pressure. You got to win. You know, I, I don't know. 
if it's the same up at Sarah, I think it's probably maybe a little bit different because they're just not so impacted on top of each other and, and things like that. But one of the things that's challenging down here is enrollment. You know, our school is, is completely private. You know, we're not diocesan where, you know, the, 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 they're, they're going to funnel a bunch of money into our school. We're in a standalone business. So the way we make a living and the way we keep the lights on at night is, is for enrollment. We need kids to come to school to pay tuition for us to continue to educate young people. So when you don't win in football at an all boys school in Southern California, you got problems because kids aren't going to want to come here. And there's no different there up in Sarah. Because when you think about it in an all boys school, you know, there's not a whole lot that gets kids generate, gets them all fired up and stuff like that, other than athletics and sports. You know, so if you're number one sport on girls, campus, girls will do it, Jason. Right. We don't, we have, don't have girls, you know, neither does Patrick. So, you know, we have to yeah. find out what's going to attract kids to come here. You know, so basically we took the boys. Oh, no, sorry. Wrong we time. Wanted to, we wanted to create an, an athletic environment here, you know, that's going to allow us to do some really cool things to attract kids to want to be a part. And then once they're here, now we're educating them. You know, with the philosophy behind the, the Salesians, the Don Bosco is the order of priests that run us. You know, so that's way that's the reason why we've been able to do this. And luckily for for me and for Patrick, you know, we've been successful enough for a long period of time um, that, you know, it's kind of now it's cyclical. We're able to continue to do it year in and year out. We have to continue to reinvent ourselves, um, you know, here and there. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all about educating kids. And we have 210 kids out of the 740, 770 that are in the football program. So it's good for us. I mean, we're building it the best we can. There's, there's a great USA Today article that explains, uh, you guys got to dig it up, but there's a great USA Today article. You guys can put the link out to your followers that basically explains what Southern California football was and what Coach Negro made it. It was, mm-hmm. uh, it was New York Times. Oh, New York Times. Thank you. So it was, it was, it's a, there you go. It's it's um it's an unbelievable article and it's coach was the uh, the straw that basically stirred the drink on all of it and had and had an insight on on how are we going to keep us open how are we going to you know we got to convince people to pay twenty six thousand dollars a year to go to Sarah Boy. and that's and that's you know we need to and if nobody pays your school shuts down so there's different ways to do that um, and Coach Negro he started it. So he was saying that the evil empire, whatever, modern day, he actually started it. Then modern day got mad. And they're trying to do it better. So that's really what happened. And that article in the USA Today is it's an it's an it's like, whoa. And that, so he, that's got why, modern, he got modern day going and then they came and kicked your ass this year in the state championship. So this is the second time he screwed you. Basically, oh, he's just, he hates me, dude. It's and he's laughing about as the accusations fly. He's, he didn't even say, no, no, no. Yeah. He just laughed like got him again. If we can bury Sarah up north, it's like, why are you worried about shit? (laughs) That's the grant. That's the master plan. I mean, I sat back at the end of 17 and I said, how can I take this school up in the Bay Area and bury them? You know, hate those guys. Hate them. This I just Brady or something. Shit. What Tom Brady do to you? Damn. I'm a a Steelers fan. So I got tired of being getting beat by the Patriots. There you go. I'm gonna go There's bury a smoking his gun. <laughs> hey, can we can we can we just take a moment of silence and just say thank you, Big Ben, as a Steelers fan. He just announced his retirement right. today, right? Or uh, oh, two, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. When, uh, when, yeah. So, uh, so okay. So, how do you keep a job? Then, what are you allowed to recruit? Oh, I mean, you know, people ask that all the time. They're like, "Oh, you guys recruit?" Well, damn right we do. We recruit okay. every student that comes to our school, whether they're in the band whether in the robotics program, whether in the, you know, in the theater, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we don't have feeder schools. So it's like, you know, we're, we're a standalone, you know, high school institution that has to get kids here. Now, when we recruit, we do it in a proper way. And then people are going to, you know, they're, they're going to hear this and they're going to say that guy's lying and this and that. I mean, we do the best job we can, um, you know, to be able to attract kids to want to come to our school. There's a lot of, um, you know, opportunities out there for schools to go out and do this. One of the things we're doing is next level. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yep. I mean, there's not too many guys out here doing next level because they're, I believe that guys, mostly coaches are lazy. They, they don't want to work. They don't want to put in time. They don't want to put in effort. Well, if you want to work, put in time, effort to get kids to want to be a part of your program, then you're going to be able to be successful. And I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to sit there and say, Oh man, I'm sorry that I want to go and spend seven days out of the week 
from January through June to try to build the end of the program. And I'm going to link up with smart people like Patrick and Next Level. And I'm going to come up there and say, okay, how can I get 200, 300, 600 boys for, for, for the next nine weeks on my campus in my stadium practicing, which is completely legal. And I'm going to use a guy like him that's going to be able to do it. And I'm going to generate a bunch of money to be able to pay my coaches and keep them here. This, this opportunity is open to anybody. I just happen to go out there and link up with a guy that's going to allow me to do it. And, and that's, that's, what I'm talking that's, about. that's where I think that we have separated ourselves as a program is I'm going to hustler. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to go so, out there and try to be the best I can. So as I mentioned, the first time I ever met Patrick was through Next Level Flag Football. Man, I'm telling you, this thing's going to be a game changer for us. We'll crank it up next year at Tom Ball. And Austin Westlake and many other schools are already doing it. it. It's really good for kids. It's good for coaches. And so hit us up at our social media, Twitter, at Real Coach Lounge. And then, of course, Instagram and Facebook, the Coaches Lounge. And we can get you more information. But here's Patrick talking about next level flag football. Can you explain to me what this next level thing is? Yeah. So again, I, I, I believe all great ideas are born out of pain, at least in my life. And whenever I've been in the deepest tunnel down in there and the, the Batman cave, like good ideas have come from it, like opening the state of California. And that was the darkest tunnel I've ever been in. But I had a kid, he was a kindergartner and this was 12 years ago now or so 12 years ago. Um, and I put my son into a flag football league here in San Mateo. And I was just miserable about how he was being taught the game. So we went over, opened up the gates at Sarah High School, stole some flags out of the, the PE locker. And we just said, hey, come on over and join us at Sarah. We're going to do some flag football. 40 turned into 80, 80 turned into 100. Parents were showing up with, with Starbucks travelers. And I'm like, I had a panic attack because I, I didn't have enough stay. It was just me and 100 kids. You're getting buried by kids alive. I'm getting literally getting buried by kids. <laughs> so then I brought the Sarah guys out to help me. And that's where the kind of idea was born. When those kids look up to the, those kids, when our little kids, the kindergartners look up to the Sarah kids, they don't know if they play for Sarah or the San Francisco 49ers. So I said, you know, with my partner, Lance Smith, and the, you know, we, we've become really t- tight. What if we started a flag football league where the head coaches of the teams we're student athletes that we pay and not the parents. And that was it. So at Sarah, we had 400 in year one and 800 kids in year two. And like, we got something here. I was like, Hey, if this can work at Sarah, can I work at my alma mater, De La Salle? There's 800 kids playing there now. If it can work at De La Salle, can it work in the North Bay? There's 800 kids playing at Marin Catholic right now. Hey, if it can work in high school, can it work in college? SMU has 800 kids. TCU is doing it in the spring. Rice is doing it right now with 200 kids. Westlake High School is doing it right now. The first first best league we've ever had with 431 kids. They're playing on, on every Sunday now. And basically it was like, all right, we can take what we did at Sarah and give this to other coaches. It's a fundraiser for the coaching staff because I pay the coaches to run it. We rent the facilities and do all of that. You know, it's it's uh, it's just a it's a, something that, when I started at Sarah, I didn't know that we'd have 22,000 kids playing 12 years later at 60 sites. And that's, that's what we do. So then, you know, coach is going to do it next year at Tomball high school. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Be awesome. That, that's be, been actually, that's been the, the, the talk amongst the coaching staff and, and the, the public, like the kids, the kids' parents, you could hear the buzz that that's something that heading the way there's, I don't know the ins and outs of it, obviously, yeah. but there is definitely a buzz knowing that it's coming you know, heading that way. Yeah. And, wanna... and then well, look, it's real simple. Coach got it right away. This is awesome. Why wouldn't I do it easy? So we got to get the coach to support it. And then we got to get the facility, which we have a 12,000 person stadium on campus. Maybe we could play the championship games in the $50 million stadium. Like we want to create, we want to create memories for kids. We want kids to sleep in their jerseys at SMU. They practice in the indoor run through the tunnel and play in the stadium. That's awesome. Like we want kids. We want kids to love you sports again, man. You get nine games, maybe ten at the bigger sites, and you're done. You know, like it used to be. We're a one trophy league. We don't believe in participation medals. If you win, you get the trophy. If you lose, you cry. That's the way it is. And we teach that to kindergartners through eighth graders. It's the way it's supposed to be. So just bringing some 100%. old school values back to youth sports, teaming up with great guys like you, 
that that love kids. We can pay our kids. You can fundraiser for your staff. That's what next level is. It's a it's a simple idea, but also difficult to execute over. 22,000 kids. So we had actually, and, and Pat knows this, Patrick knows this. When, when I first met him, we, we did a zoom call and he kind of went through this and I told him that myself and defensive coordinator really saw a void and an opportunity to build in our program. We needed, we need to build, um, through flag football is what we had decided. Um, community, support we need to get we want our kids here we want them all to be cougars and so we were going through that and we actually kind of had it on the board all the way down to the stuff we need to buy and everything and and um you know we saw that need and then i was hooked up with patrick and when i heard what he was saying i said man this is exactly what we need this is what we were talking about but better and they've already done it and so why do i want to reinvent the wheel and i want to team up with this dude and I want to roll what they're doing. And so uh, I, I I wish we could start tomorrow here, but you know, we're going to do it right. And I want, you know, this time next year, I want Patrick to be sitting here saying, man, the number one, Westlake's number two, Tom Ball, Texas, number one. They started this 431 is the number. 431 is the first rookie number. Well, we're going 432. There'll, there'll be 900 kids plus. at Westlake next year. We So we're going over 431. And in your community and, and communities that are so tight, like Texas, we could have – I mean, it's a joke how many schools we could have in Texas. It's so amazing oh, yeah. how much love there is for football and kids. And the, the communities are so tight, scoring a touchdown. And then at Dripping Spring Stadium and Tomball High School, like this is what it's all about. Absolutely. So, and if you want to be, if your school wants to be involved in next level, uh, just contact us and mention the coach's lounge and uh, Patrick will give us a, he'll support the program. Yes, I will. Be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, mess, I'm kidding. We. <laughs> I know I will help you out. Are you kidding me? This is a team thing, man. I'm not going to lose one friend. I'm not going to lose one friend over money. It's not happening. But you so. will lose a coach. Don't get it twisted. Oh, well, I'll lose. Yeah. Well, coach. Negro. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs>